Hey guys, I just want to take a moment to thank today's sponsor. Sponsor for today's episode is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free, and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's where this podcast was made, and maybe that'll be where your podcast will be made. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. So your dog had bad behavior. They are a problem child, if you will. Listen, I had some problems when I was a kid, but there's no need that they can't grow and develop and we can fix those problem behaviors. Coined the term correcting problem behaviors or fixing problem behaviors does not require you to actually have to hit your dog or correct your dog with a leash or yell at them or scold them. There's other ways to do it. Using positive reinforcement and some advanced techniques, you can stop problem behaviors without having to resort to punishment. Now, I go in a lot more depth on this in a free PDF that I want to give you. Click the link in the description. It's 10 pages, but it is packed with information. It's called Resolving Complicated Bad Habits Without Having Used Punishment. Okay, you don't have to use punishment to do this. I'm your host, Michael Aceta. I'm the founder of Matador Canine Brilliance, the author of The Dog Training Cheat Codes, and host of the Acknowledged Dogs Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being here. We're going to go over three ways that you can stop problem behaviors without having to resort to punishment. Actually, one of them I'm going to talk about correcting a little bit, so stay tuned and see my, my thought process on that. The first way, I actually heard this verbiage of the exercise yesterday or a couple days ago, and I thought, wow, what a, what a perfect way to describe exactly what you're doing. Now, I've done this with dogs for years. I, I just heard this term, and it, it fits so perfectly that I had to share it with you guys. That's where today's topic came from. It's called punishment by reward. Hear that? Punishment by reward. I'm going to use rewards to punish my dog. That, that's just an oxymoron right there, right? Rewards increase the likelihood of a behavior. Punishment decreases the likelihood of a behavior. How am I going to punish by reward? Well, this is how you do it. Let's say your dog was doing something that you didn't like, digging in the grass, digging in the earth. They're getting all the smells kicked up. They love it. They're having a great time. You use a clicker. You mark them every time they go to dig. What happens? Either one, they continue to dig because the marker isn't very well conditioned, but let's say everything was perfect. And they hear it, they get excited, and they come back to you to get their treat. Go, oh, wow, look at that. So then the next time they go back to that same spot to go dig, you mark a reward again. So they run back to you, they get a treat, and now you can shape behavior. Right there, right in that moment, you've now got their attention off the thing they were initially doing, and you can shape the behavior away from it. So now they start to run back to the spot. Before they get there, you mark and they come back to get a treat. Now they look back to the spot, you mark and you give them a treat. They're no longer going to go dig. They're actually standing near you, but thinking about digging. What might this do? Long term, long term, your dog will start to see those triggers, those cues, those stimulus to do the bad behavior, and they'll start thinking about you instead. They'll think about opportunities for reinforcement. I do this with all of my reactive dogs. Any dog that's reactive, all we have to do is get them to self-redirect first. If you can do that, that's the first step in my reactivity course. If you can do that, everything else we can build upon. But if we can't do that, if we can't get a dog to break its focus initially and turn back to us, we're missing something. 
And what we need to do is punish by reward. I'm going to let my dog think about doing the bad thing, and I'm going to mark it, and have them come back and get a treat. And then before they go to do the thing again, I'm going to mark and reward. What do they learn? Every time I see another dog or a person or a cat or a squirrel or a skateboard or a bike, every time I see those things, all I got to do is turn back and I'll get my treat. It sounds really, really simple because it is. <laughs> I love simple things, simple systems that we can follow. And I love diving deep into them, actually like ripping them apart and finding out why they work. So punishment by reward works because we're rewarding slowly the things that we do want to see. But we're bringing attention to the thing that we want to punish. And if we can reward one thing over here and let the other thing go away, our dog will choose the thing over here. And they'll choose the thing that's getting rewarded more than the thing that's getting punished. And by punished, it's just not getting reinforcement anymore. Okay. Now, number two, I wanted to talk about correction and then reward. This is what balanced trainers do all the time. Now, if you know anything about me, I'm not a balanced trainer. Have I used corrections in the past? Yes, before I learned everything that I know today. But corrections and rewards with a balanced trainer's mindset is using more quadrants of learning, right? The four quadrants of learning, operant conditioning, positive reinforcement, positive punishment, negative reinforcement, negative punishment. They try to take as many of those as possible. That's why it's called balanced. And they'll find a way to use corrections and rewards together. So let's say a dog is reactive, freaking out. They would correct the dog quickly, just interrupt the behavior and stop the dog from doing what it's doing, and then they would reward the dog. You can't really do that with obedience, and they do, but you shouldn't. And here's why. Anytime I'm teaching my dog a skill, a behavior, and I want them to be motivated and excited about it, to enjoy doing that behavior, if I correct them, especially after telling them to do it, I say sit, they don't do it, and I correct them, they'll start to get confused on whether sit is a good behavior or a bad behavior. Should they continue doing it or are they going to get punished? They don't know because sit is the precursor to either punishment or reward. Now, if it's a precursor to more rewards, punishment still exists. They're going to get a little confused. If it's a precursor to mostly punishment and rewards still exist, they might continue to do it, which is where this false sense of being rewarded kind of goes into play. I'll put it to you this way. No matter how much you punish somebody, Rewards are always going to be stronger. They're always going to be stronger. They just are. I saw a lovely video on social media the other day where a dog was trying to push its face through a net because it wanted to sit in the front seat and the owners had put a net up so it couldn't. Despite the uncomfortable feeling of a net pressed against its cheeks and its snout and it's moving its teeth, despite all those things, the dog wanted to go forward and sit in the front. Positive reinforcement is stronger than punishment. So correcting a bad behavior and then rewarding, sure, you can do that. My dog is doing something I don't like. They're jumping up on the counter. Let me correct them and then give them a treat when they're on the ground. Or I can just reward them for being on the ground. Why not? I just cut out the middleman. In this case, we're adding in the punishment to try to have it happen faster but in the long term, you're just going to end up rewarding your dog the same way you would have if you didn't correct them in the first place. Usually corrections happen because we push our dog too far too fast. If we want our dog to stop stealing food off the counter, a balanced trainer might put food right on the edge of the counter, have the dog attempt to go for it. They'll correct the dog. 
and then give it a treat. That's pushing the dog too fast. If we take smaller steps, increments that our dog can feel confidence with and understand effectively, right? You start with the food a little bit further away from the edge. They go up, they don't get anything. They go back down on all four paws. You mark and reward. Then we can move the food closer and closer. The better they get at that, the more confidence they have at, oh, I shouldn't go up there because I'm going to get a treat on the floor if I wait. If I have to use corrections, I'm letting them do the bad thing just so that I can correct them. That doesn't make much sense. If you and I were going to drive and I was going to teach you how to drive, it would not behoove us. It would not be beneficial for me to tell you to go smash into a tree so that you knew what that accident felt like so that you wouldn't do it again. You can kind of rationalize that fact. And you get rewarded every single time you stay in the lanes. You don't accidentally get sideswiped. You don't make the person in the car panic with you. The little beeping doesn't go off, especially in my car. I have a Subaru. So when I get into that lane, let's say, we're, you know, whatever happens, you move a little bit, it'll beep. It'll tell you that you are moving out of those lanes. It tries to keep you in there. Now, if that system in the car, I'm going to go on a little, a little tangent here. If that system in the car actually rewarded you for staying in the lanes, I think people would do better. Because what it does is that negative reinforcement, like an e-collar, you get off into the lane, it puts the beep on, then you get back into the lane, and then the beep comes off. So you release that annoyance, the beeping. You release that by getting back into the lane. But if there was a little, a little game, in game theory, I love this, game theory. If I was stuck in two lanes, and I had to stay in those two lanes, for every mile that I stayed in those lanes, maybe I'll get a little star. Simple, little thing, little sound. You can turn it off if, really, if, you, if that bothered you, then it wouldn't be reinforcing. I actually talked about that in the dog training cheat codes about different rewards and how you might think it's rewarding and it might not actually be rewarding. So, but let's say you, you did find it rewarding. You'd get rewarded for staying in that lane a little bit longer and then 10 miles, 100 miles, 1,000 miles, and it just kept building. And then we get into reward schedules. Oh, this, I, I got to write this down. That's a, that's a fantastic analogy. So I want to talk about the last one here, alternative behaviors, okay? This is my favorite way of correcting problem behaviors. It's my favorite way. I try to get everybody to do this. If they listen to me and they do it right, they have absolute wonderful success. If they don't do this well, if they can't do it, they don't put the effort, they don't understand it, then they don't have the success. So it's one of those things, if you're going to go into it, you might as well do it right. And if you do this right, you never have to do it again, okay? Alternative behaviors. Now, I've also kind of dabbled with the automatic alternative behaviors, is what I call them. But alternative behaviors, and it's, it's bare essence, is teaching your dog to do something that's incompatible with the behavior you want to get rid of. They're jumping up on you, tell them to sit, right? They're, they're weaving between your legs, tell them to be in a heel position. They're pulling ahead of leash, have them walk behind you. It's incompatible. It's an alternative to the behavior they're originally doing. They cannot do both. Now, the reason I dabble in the automatic world is because if you understand the sequence of how behaviors are triggered or stimulated and rewarded, you can find what is triggering this behavior in the first place. And that can be the reward, I'm sorry, that can be the trigger for the behavior and the automatic reward just exists in the environment, okay? So again, my, my classic example, I love this example, is going out the back door. If I put my hand on the door, my dog will sit. That's an automatic behavior. They have learned my hand goes on the door, they sit. And I taught that separately from having to go outside. 
I work through the different reward schedules, and now it's solid. Hand goes on the door, my dog sits. Now, the automatic reward to that is when I open the door, we can go outside. So every single time we get to the door and every single time we go outside, this pattern gets reinforced after being triggered by the door. This is an alternative behavior to just letting him run out. I've taken the time to figure out what I wanted my dog to do, and I've taught them to do it without all of the, the fuss, without all the stress. Right? So if your dog has a problem behavior, whatever that problem behavior is, teach them an alternative. This does not mean substitute. <clears throat> substitute. If my dog is chewing on me, I don't want to give them a bone. More often than not, the dogs are going to learn that chewing on you is a great way to get the bone. Instead, I'd ask for something different. So if my dog's chewing on me when I sit on the couch because I want to watch TV and they want to get my attention, I might have them settle. And I could teach them a settle cue. If I could say the word settle, they would lay down next to me. That's how they can get my attention. And then I'll pet them. Right? And then later on, as they get better at this, when I sit on the couch, they'll see that sitting, that action, as the cue to tell them to settle down. Once I sit, they settle down. Now I can pet them. I can reward them for doing that. This is how we have dogs that are couch potatoes and love laying with us. Somewhere along the lines, they've learned an alternative to what they naturally do. And we rewarded it consciously or unconsciously. They felt rewarded from it. Some dogs don't. Right? One of my dogs would love to sit on the couch and cuddle with you. The other one would rather not. He would like to sit across the room at the foot of the door waiting for us to go outside. And he'll look at you. And that's his way of connecting with you. Right? If you know both my dogs... I'd like you to guess which is which. Put it in the comments. Which one do you think is the, the couch potato who loves to snuggle with you? And which one is the one who will hang out by the door? So those are the three. Those are the three today. Okay, punishment by reward. We're going to reward them and get their attention back onto us. Number two is correcting and then rewarding. That's what balanced trainers do. And you don't need to do that. You don't need to correct your dog in order to reward them. Just start rewarding them, right? Reward them at the beginning and get rid of the correcting part. And then the alternative behaviors. Those alternative behaviors are my bread and butter. That's what I go to all of the time. How can I get a dog to do something that's incompatible and the alternative? I can teach them that skill first, and then I can start using it in the situation that I need to. Guys, thank you for listening today. I want to give you one more gift besides the free PDF that's in the description. I want to give you one more gift. It's the first chapter of the Dog Training Cheat Codes. The first chapter is available you can read through it. It goes over taking wonderful styled notes. It's going to help you progress through your training a lot faster. That link is also in the description. You can head over to training.matadorcanine.com if you're interested in training or other resources, just like the Resolving Complicated Bad Habits Without Using Punishment or the first chapter in the Dog Training Cheat Codes. Thank you guys for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.